You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. We're the Con Guys, as in Comic-Con, and this is the Con Guys Show, coming at you straight from the heart of Hollywood, California, with the news, celebrity interviews, and fun-loving opinions to help fuel your passions. We are your ultimate insiders, filmmakers, writers, actors, costumers, gamers, panelists, but most of all, we are fans. And whether it's sci-fi, collectibles, comic books, gaming, animation cosplay or fan conventions if you love it we cover it your behind the scenes look at all things con welcome back to the con guy happy hour for the week of january 25th 2021 godzilla versus kong wandavision episode three batwoman and bernie sanders yes tonight we are talking politics just a little bit only a little but we bring you guys (coughs) excuse me we bring you guys all the news of the Comic-Con universe. And our apologies to Mr. Luke Skywalker, but if there's a bright spot in the universe, we're it. If we don't talk about it, then it ain't important. <laughs> there's a bright, shining center. To the... Hey, right. hey. Almost oh. She's almost here. We're going to start our introductions, and we have a little bit of time, so Katie's got plenty of time to join in. But let's see who is with us tonight. Who's right here? Hi, I'm Derek Sams. I'm a regular contributor to theconguy.com and the Con Guy Show. Right? Who has uh, left or right? I don't know how we do that. Uh, me. I'll go. Hi, I'm Janae Sams. I'm the other half of Samblings. He's the mm-hmm. first half. Yeah. And I'm brother and sister. Con Girls that joins Con Guy because there's two of us now. We're going to start talking about that. Who's below you? Hey, everybody. It's me, old buddy Ben Cleaver. And I like to chew ice. Ben's got to be furious. Ben's got a really cool room there. I, I'm just so jealous. He's got the coolest, uh, I, I would call it man cave, but it's more like a... My camera goes out of focus. Sorry. There we go. No worries. That's what you get. Ben's got a lot of fun stuff in his room. I have Lego. See my Lego? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have Harry Potter posters and a Han Solo shirt that my dad got me. I, I have a lovely blank so wall behind me. My camera just decided to, like, it says it's on, but it's literally not picking up. Oh, no. Oh, no. So I'm on Katie, my, we're just wait, getting wait, in the experience wait, of all the listeners. Whoa. Why is there two of me? Oh, okay. Two Katie's, and then one went away. <laughs> so now I'm using my computer's camera. That's it. All right, and Katie, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Katie, here. Uh, AKA one of the ladies Lady. of the con girl guy. I almost said con girl, Ugh, the con guy. And yeah, I'm excited to talk about all sorts of things today. We're the con girls. Look at this. Look at con this. guys. Oh, yeah. Why is it? But, okay, wait, hold on. Maybe that's gone. why it's the gone. camera's not working. Hmm. Wait, now you're frozen again. Oh, nope, now you're live. They're just staring blankly. Hmm. <laughs> this is okay. must be a riveting podcast to listen to right now. Oh my sure. So, so for those of you who are not watching, but you are listening, we're having a little bit of technical difficulties with one of the cameras, but you can still hear Katie. And I just wanted to to, to clue you guys in. We're we're going to start doing some stuff called Con Girls. Of um, oh, Katie left. She'll be back in a second. But Danae and Katie, uh, they're just so good at this, and uh, they have much personality. We're just kind of wasting opportunity, and you know what? Not that those of us on here – here's here's what I think. I don't think there's a giant difference between the things that 
I like and Danae likes. And well, I mean, there's a big difference. And, and Derek, I, there's not a big difference. I think but we had different opinions about Wonder Woman, but yeah, I think you were harsher on it than I was. No, I I had fun watching it. I just wasn't here for that podcast. Oh, I had yeah. fun watching it. I was playing Sudoku the whole time, but I was like, yeah, let's just go see a Wonder Woman movie. A couple of times I was like, what? And it was just fun. I had fun. But, you know, sometimes people think, oh, the con guy. So it's just for guys. No, we're not just for guys. We're for everybody. But we do want to kind of spotlight some stuff that the con girls have brought to our attention that is just really cool stuff that maybe we like makeup and dresses and Henry Cavill's Instagram. Yeah, stuff like that that maybe we don't just wait. Celebrate. Those are all things I'm interested in. <laughs> uh, Henry Cavill's Instagram. I mean, yeah. Also, let's yeah. say hello to all the people. Ben's the con girl. Just then, Jonathan Wilkinson. Hey, friend of the show, Andy Harrell. How are you doing? I have seen Andy's a friend of ours. We see him at most uh, Wonder Cons, which we're going to talk about in just a uh-huh. second. Comic Cons. It's always good to see Andy. Hey, Andy, good to see you. And then also Mick Manhattan. Manhattan. You're great, man. That's good to see last you. Name. Mick's, yeah, Mick, Mick's great. He's uh, part of a bunch of cool um, podcasts over there as well. Scene Snob. I mean, he, he's fantastic. So you guys should oh, check Next, him. Sports with Mick Manhattan. Oh, he's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a great name? Oh, man. I wish I had a cool yeah. name like that. I'm Fry. Nothing against Fry, mom and dad. I love it. Love Would it. someone please give him an honorary PhD just so he can call himself Dr. Manhattan? Yeah. And then he can disassemble everyone at a molecular level. <laughs> yeah, or he can show up at Comic-Con wearing only blue paint. All right. <laughs> First, we got something very important. <laughs> Eric. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Oh, thank you. Yay! Derek, how does it feel to be 85? (laughs) You know, better than I felt being 84. Hmm. Actually. You look awesome to be 85. You're looking so good. Thank you. I've been taking good care of myself. Yeah, well, it comes in the genes that you and I have that is completely unattainable. Right, Right. because you're 78. Yeah. Yeah. And rocking it. (laughs) Well, listen. I feel bad. Katie has kind of logged off, fallen off. I think she, we're having some problems with her. Not with her, but oh wait, Mike Emke, guys, Mike Emke is fantastic. You guys should listen to his um, Wookie Radio. It's a fantastic. Oh, yes. idea. We were on there before, uh, and um, and then Happy Birthday, Joy. I mean, Derek. I don't uh, thanks, Brad. He's <laughs> he's given us all nicknames based on the view. Oh, that's right. I'm Whoopi. Yeah. I don't know why I'm Joy. Can I be the table? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Hey, guys, um, listen, welcome to, to the Congress. By the way, we have one more birthday I do want to shout out. My, the web master of the Congai.com and the guy that helps us keep everything together, Scott Muir, just crossed one of those uh, milestone birthdays. I don't know if he wants me to tell everybody that he's 400, 400 years old, but you know what? I'm in my 50s. Who cares? Andy, we miss seeing you, my friend. Thank yeah. you for showing up tonight. This is great. Guys, we are going to talk WandaVision. We are going to talk Godzilla. We are going to talk Godzilla. Yes. Yeah. 
I, I, I cherish any opportunity I get to talk Godzilla. If Katie mm-hmm. comes back on, she's going to be talking some Batwoman with us. Yeah. Derek and Ben, I think you guys are tackling some WandaVision. And mm-hmm. and we're going to be surprised. Jim, what they talk Jim look who just popped up in the comments. Blood Blood! <laughs> she's here. <laughs> Woo. Oh, wait. And Mike Emke, I'm glad you reminded us to talk about the con guy. We are coming soon to We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Actually, Mike, I posted, we started yesterday on the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. If you guys don't get a chance, I mean, if you haven't checked them out yet, go to the We Be Geeks and check them out um, on Google. I wish I was better prepared. I'm going to look them up so I can give you guys the address. But they've got some great shows on there. It's ironic because We Be Geeks. (laughs) <laughs> it is. And now it, we're on Weeby Geeks. I really like those so guys. It is WeebyGeeks.com with a dash between each word. Is it Weeby-Geeks. Danae, what are the joke? What name some of the podcasts they've got? Um, I will when my internet loads. <laughs> <laughs> um let's see. Oh, there's Funko stuff. Oh my gosh. You know what? I'm streaming right now, and that's why. Oh, there's Shit's Creek Funko Pops. Why didn't anybody tell me? <laughs> All right, wait. Brad had the same. Wait, that's it's so awesome. Oh, here we go. Today, this is the WeebyGeeksSPC.com. Oh, okay. I made the wrong one. Okay. Don't listen to me. That was that was okay. Derek's fault that I went to Weeby the wrong one. Hey, PC. Oh, WeebyGeeksPC. Weebie oh, because they're politically correct geeks. <laughs> I don't know if that's so true. They got it's us. Right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right. But anyways, Mike, awesome to see you. Brad Everett Young. I could literally hear Jim scream on the East Coast while watching it. Brad is on the East Coast. I know. Guys, I tell you what. Let me see. Let me... That's that's Maybe... a response to his previous comment. What was his previous comment? Oh, wait, wait, no. This. There. Brad, Brad is the one who let me know that the King Kong versus Godzilla trailer was out. It was the first thing I saw in the morning, and it did, I, I was I was so excited. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. But first, I'm going to text somebody and see if we can get Katie back online because we were going to – Oh, oh, oh. A compelling podcast. We're going to talk about everything in a minute, but first I'm going to make a text message. <laughs> Y'all want to know how I got my webcam to work? Yeah. You beat it with a hammer. By unplugging it and plugging it back in again. Yeah. Yeah. No IT if you try turning it off and on again. Exactly. Because it it doesn't actually turn off because it's connected to whatever is pulling from the source. So it was still on and then it wasn't registering on on StreamYard. And I'm like, this is a little creepy. All right. It is time for us to start like the meat of the show. And I'm going to do that by... I leave it completely. You've got to do that by just completely leaving the podcast. Hey, no, but there's a good hot funk, you guys. Being in the center, though, that's that's, that's this. I love it. What happens when Luke is not here to control these things? Here, this is what I meant to do. I'm going to show you guys this. See if you can see this. I got this nice holiday card. This is care from Carrie Lane. Cold noses, warm wishes, Carrie, John, and. Fizz gig. Fizz gig. Their, their dog's name is Fizzgig. He just looks like a dog. He looks like a Jim Henson Muppet. I love it's, it's it. Great. Fizzgig from uh, Dark Crystal. We, oh, yeah. we it sounds really like Fraggle Rock. Having, yeah, we really miss having um, Carrie on the show as much as she would like. But I'm gonna tell you, we we have another program called the Scare Guy, and Carrie is one of our main people on there, and we look forward to getting her on there. 
as much as possible. Real quick, one thing I wanted to talk about before we jump into the rest of the stuff is we were talking last week about something. We talked about um, the topic of Disney annual passes kind of going away. Well, we found out today what's replacing them. I just Wait, we did? Yeah, it was in the, the sort of, the Orange County Register. Did you talk about it, right? Yeah, I just read it. The Orange County Register kind of blew it out of proportion, and it was a little clickbaity, but they're like, oh. new passes revealed in the survey. No, these are just things that they're surveying you. I got the Disneyland survey, because I'm a former annual pass holder, and they're like, would you like this? Or would you be willing to pay for this? Right. Or would you be willing to have this sort of combination package? And from what we're gathering, you know, then people are posting these all over the internet and we're getting an idea of the, the, the ideas they're kicking around basically. But these are workshopped. These have been long time coming stuff. They've been developing for a long time. So, you know, we're looking at a reservation system. Yeah. Or, you know, if you want to go on a weekend, you you have to, like, reserve a day to go. I don't know how that's going to work. If they're going to be like, no, you can't come that day. Sorry, we're awful. It's possible. Uh, right. But a lot of this is really based around what we talked about last time is just, like, the Disneyland was built in 1955. They didn't ever think more than 3,000 people were going to be there at a time. You know, there weren't that many people on the planet Earth at that time. So, um, you know, now that, like... I think 29 billion people want to go all on the same day to Disneyland. Um, mm -hmm. They got to figure something out so that, you know, they've tried upping the price. People just keep paying the money. That's what happens when you make quality material anyway. Um, yeah. So, you know, they're looking at reservation systems and with the Southern California passes, you don't have to make a reservation between Monday and Thursday, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday you do. And, you know, this pass includes parking, but this one doesn't. And this right. one includes so and so many days. And this one includes so and so many days, except for holidays and blackout dates. And this is this and that is that. And the thing is, there's like quite a number. There's probably double digits of these combination packages that they've kind of kicked around because a lot of people are getting different surveys in the email. So it's not just like, here are the three new options. It's like, here's a bunch of different things that they're asking people questions about. Uh, but it was interesting. I took the survey today um, and it was interesting to see like, you know, they were like, would you be willing to pay for special extra events at Disneyland? Uh, that I assume would be like an after close, you know, special concert or character, mm -hmm. something, something, I don't know. Um, which was interesting. Or, you know, some of it was like, how valuable is parking? included so, in the package. So valuable. <laughs> so yeah. That's the worst that was the worst thing about the annual passes is that they all did not include parking. Just the top tier, the signature. Just the top tier. And it's like if you wanted to add parking to the, the cheaper tier, it was as much money as the next tier up. So you're like Yeah. <laughs> The thing that's interesting though, what I was reading and I agree with you, it, it, the the register they, it was very clickbaity. So I clicked. <laughs> oh, so did I. I would be. But um, the pricing structure, it's not more expensive than what it's been. It no. doesn't look like they're trying to get no. the prices. Disneyland's not trying to, you know, do something, uh, something, pull a quick one on us. They're, I think they're just trying to handle the crowd. Like you said, Ben, handle the crowd. They, one of the options considered, considering is like having, having a, a, a designated entrance for just pass holders. To go in and out, which that would hey, there's cool, yeah. you know, I mean, and that's not a bad idea. 
I think yeah. that it's needed a little bit of an upgrade for a while now. I mean, it was getting really, really ridiculous and, and crazy. And as, as bad of a situation as COVID is, if it's able to help companies improve things that needed to be fixed because they have time, then maybe it'll be better in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's that. As soon as we find out more information, we'll let you know. I'm sure everybody else will let you know too. But uh, they are not just going out annual passes everybody it seemed like everybody was just like the sky is falling when they heard the annual passes were going away oh, <laughs> all right last thing last year this past weekend was when we were buying our wondercon tickets last year last year last year this past weekend what that sounds like the name of a hipster <laughs> band let me rephrase that to make it sound like I, I'm not drunk and I know what I'm talking about. One year ago, January 23rd, is when tickets for WonderCon went on sale um, for the Got general it. public. So a year and two days ago. Two years ago, the tickets went on sale a little bit earlier back in December. So We were so young then. All that is to say um, we – have not gotten any announcements about WonderCon, which is, for those of you who are not in Southern California, it is the, the little sister convention to San Diego Comic-Con, although it's growing quite large. It's up to close to 100,000 attendees. It's held every year, usually at the Anaheim Convention Center. It was held once in Los Angeles Convention Center. Did not like that one. And then they were working on the Anaheim Convention Center. Yeah. That's the only reason. There yeah. was construction. Yeah. And I, I was... And I heard from a um, one of our, our contacts who's in the know that the head of one of the security companies that does business with the Anaheim Convention Center, he says that um, he nor any other convention companies, neither he nor any of the other convention companies have contracts until June at the Anaheim Convention Center. So that kind of like is letting us leading us to believe that there is no wonder cut. We kind of knew that. And there's not been an official announcement. We kind of knew that. He also said it's kind of funny. And apparently that the Anaheim Convention Center is still set up. Um, it's still set up for the last convention that they had to be canceled, which was canceled mid-convention. There's still stuff out there which people have not been able to collect. I don't know if that's true. Mm. <laughs> it but let's start rumors anyway. <laughs> Just abandoned booths and tumbleweeds going through the convention center. That's right. So is WonderCon, is it possible that WonderCon could still happen just digitally and virtually like we did with Comic-Con last year? Or WonderCon, it... we have some requests out to WonderCon right now as we speak. Yeah, we'll find out probably within, within this week what they're awesome. kind of talking about. So. Yeah. And we um, should talk about it next week. So yes, I have a guy happy hour. I have a question for you guys. Yes. So obviously conventions have to change once we're in a post-COVID situation. Do you think it's likely that we will see more outdoor events that are that conventions are happening outside? I would like, love at like at like amphitheaters, you know, that have the space, you know, outdoor venues that maybe sports maybe. normally happen at, you know, things like that. Like why doesn't San Diego Comic Con use Petco Field and spread out and have stuff? Yeah. Well, I, I, I think that's a good question, Katie. Ben, what do you think? Man, the thing is, there's just so many variables. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, and really, Brad just posted in the comments that the mayor of LA released a statement saying that at the rate that we're currently vaccinating, it will take until twenty July of 2022 to vaccinate all of Los Angeles. Now, that was also a concern. I was watching the news the other day. They were talking to Fauci, 
and uh, and uh, big uh, T-Bone Fauci was talking about, uh, you know, yes, the current rate, but they they're looking yeah. to accelerate the rate exactly. of vaccinations. Which well, I mean, the rate already was accelerating to get to this point too. Like right. it was very slow. It sped up, and they're speeding up more and more. That's like that's right. the whole goal. Yeah, yeah the, the whole thing was like Derek said. We've only had like production of vaccine for what three weeks now. Yeah. So we can't imagine that we're at that one million. Well, we are at about a million per day federally right now. But like in in Southern California, I think we're what what was it been like a hundred thousand? No, no, yeah. not even close to that. Off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, it's a number that we really need to jump up on. And like what Brad is making a good point that at this rate, but we're not going to stay at this rate. We are going to generate more and more. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get too much into it because I don't want to get depressed because I am super excited. I am hopeful that things are going to turn around quicker than what we think. But I'm not a doctor and I do not play one on TV. <laughs> All right. I've never played a doctor. I don't you know, think. Luke has. Luke has. Luke has. That's true. Yeah. He has. Twice. Two different doctors. I was watching Grey's Anatomy one day and was like, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a science officer. Did we explain on is here? That baby, is that baby face Luke on, on Grey's Anatomy? Like, Luke, Luke was, was background on Grey's Anatomy some time ago. Luke was a star of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Luke was the star of Grey's Anatomy. Luke he was, gray. He was gray and Ben was anatomy. It oh, was great. Right. No, and but Luke, they referred to Luke as Dr. McCheesy. Yeah. Did they? Dr. McCheesy. That's fantastic. All right, here we go. Let's um let's look in the comments section. Jonathan Wilkinson, I'll be excited to go after June of this year when he moves back to Burbank. That's awesome. Oh, and Brad says. Fraggle Rock celebrated its 38th anniversary last week. Funny y'all mentioned it. Did fragile we Rock. Yeah, Fragile. That's fragile. okay. I, I take your meaning. Fragile Rock. I think we Fragile. Yeah. He's just I, I Fraggle Rock because I forgot where, where Fizzgig was from and thought that the dog Fizzgig actually looks like a Fraggle Rock character. He I mean, does. He kind of looks like Sprocket. A little bit like Sprocket. Yeah. You know what's, you know what's funny? Doc from... Uh, from Fraggle Rock, the human uh, who were, lives in the workshop or whatever, he mm -hmm. also he's also in Boondock Saints. He's the bartender with Tourette's, and his name is Doc in that movie. And I think it's a shared universe. It's a shared universe. Boondock Obviously. Saints and Fraggles are in the same universe. The They're Fraggles gave him um, a speech impediment. Tourette's. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, hey, guys, it all makes sense now. <laughs> we're gonna kind of jump ahead, but the one piece of promotion i do want to throw out there this week be checking out that hashtag shows youtube channel because myself ben and luke are going to be interviewing this guy psycho gorman ben <laughs> what what ben what real quick five second, five second review ben what's your so, review? so psycho gorman is this movie that uh came out um it's incredible if i can't even explain it to you look up the trailer it's this uh, jim explained it the best way it's like this combination of power rangers and trauma it's <laughs> funny it's gory it's definitely a comedy but it's so good and it's just got like 90s nostalgia but not in your face 90s nostalgia it's not like hey this is in the 90s it just happens to take place in the 90s 
And it's not unnecessary to the plot, like Wonder Woman 1984 taking place in the 80s had nothing to do with anything. This movie clearly could have only taken place in the 90s. Um, but it's it's fantastic. Great special effects, makeup and costumes. A lot of practical effects, which is a lot of fun to see. It. It was so I do love practical so effects. So much blood. Katie, you would have loved the costumes. You'll, you'll have to watch it. It's great. I'll watch it. Still, and Ben's still throwing love at Wonder Woman there. <laughs> can, I, can I make another announcement? It's not related to the con guy, but. Sure, right. Um, for anybody who's into collectibles and more specifically Funko, uh, they're doing their Funko Fair right now. I don't remember how many days are left, but basically because toy fairs have been canceled, they are doing their own virtual Funko Fair where they're releasing by day each category of things that are coming out. Like today was movies. They announced Goonies Pops, which I'm really <gasps> about yeah, um nice. also announced the mummy uh pops today wait wait, uh, wait. which mummy which yeah which mummy which one? The, Brenner. Brenner. the one people liked okay i don't remember what tomorrow is but they've already announced like anime one so if you guys are interested in seeing what they are releasing that they're doing that in lieu of canceled toy fair wow. um, yeah they announced I've announced all sorts of stuff. They had a Marvel day, they had an anime day, they had other stuff, and I don't remember what tomorrow is. So what's the website, Katie? Well, you can go on Original Funko's uh, Instagram. That's where mm -hmm. they're kind of announcing everything. Okay, Original Funko, and just oh. to go back. Luke played a doctor in Grey's Anatomy, and Brad played a patient. <laughs> Did Luke was oh, Luke Brad. a doctor to Brad's patient? I wonder. No, I think that was two different times. Yeah. That was not the same episode. So, Brad, Katie, I need oh, the glow in the dark. She-Ra, I can't find her. If we have enough time at the end of this episode, I'm going to show you some of the toys that Brad has dug up in his old home back home. Yeah, Derek? Brad, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll message you. Yeah, Katie, I'm, I'm excited about the Clue uh, Funko Pops that I just yeah. discovered this past week. Yeah. Those came out Those look um, amazing. a month or so ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they, they announced them. There are a few exclusives that I don't think are out yet. Um, but... They also teased on as part of Funko Fair. They were releasing. They did like they were like, oh, we're gonna be teasing that this is coming out, but they haven't announced it yet. But they like posted the Godzilla trailer when they made that post. So hopefully, I don't know. Mm. I I'm mm. curious because we were like it was movie day today, and they didn't announce and announce anything. But the movie's coming out soon, so we'll see. I'm a firm believer in that. You can tell a lot about a person from their favorite Tim Curry movie. <laughs> oh, that's a tough oh. one. My Muppet favorite. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Muppet Treasure Island. I was gonna say my favorite Tim Curry movie is any movie where Tim Curry laughs like this. <laughs> that's, that's all of them. Exactly. But Muppet Treasure Island is definitely included. Home Alone Two might be the only one that's not included. I never think it's what is it? Was he in Home Alone or was he in One Hundred and One Dalmatians? He was in Home Alone Two. So um, I always think of him as that first, but then I remember that every time I always forget that he's in Muppet Treasure Island. And I'm like, that was my first movie that I saw him in it. <laughs> By the way. Oh, go ahead, Derek. I was just going to say, Tim Curry read the audiobooks for a series of unfortunate events. And they are really fun. He was amazing. That sounds great. As you would expect. Yeah. Cheers. Happy hour as we go. Has everybody yeah. got their drinks? All right. Yeah. Let's begin. <gasps> From that's the one I bought you. This is my birthday present from Danae. Oh, that's fantastic. It's my brother likes me. 
The Wrap, which was an industry newspaper, said this. Through the first three episodes of WandaVision, the only thing we know for certain is that we have no idea just what the heck is going on in Marvel Studios' first TV series. Derek, Ben, why don't you guys talk about this a little bit? Well, I found that I rewatched the first two episodes with Lara because we watched all three straight through together after I'd watched the first two alone. Um, and yeah, we just, we had fun. I, she's not as excited about the show as I am. Just, I don't know. It's just not hitting everybody the same, obviously. But yeah, this, the third episode really opened up a lot of new things. Just some more hints at the mystery. Um, we moved into the seventies. Uh, so we got, some new stylistic things. It's all in color now. Uh, we had. Are we get, are we doing spoilers? Can we? Um, is it safe to do spoilers? Spoiler alert! I think we've all watched it at least. I mean, Spoilish. I watched it. Spoilish. I mean, I wasn't okay. going to watch it anyways. So go yeah, ahead. Well, I won't give away. I won't give away all of it. But you know, she got pregnant. All of a sudden, it happened, and then she's like, in this episode, the pregnancy is ramping up really fast, and then she gives birth. Um, but then at the end of the episode, we got some more hints as to what might be going on. Um, characters started to drop some more hints, and we were seeing, oh, there uh, people were asking questions. And then you had characters kind of actually shushing, saying, oh, we can't talk about that. because." And yeah, so it's it's some great, it's just some fun mysteries. I like the weirdness. I I like the comedy, even because that's not the main point of it. But there are some jokes here and there that really do make me laugh. Um, yeah, it's good fun. It's exactly what I was looking for in the show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I liked it. Of course, you know, we talked about last time we had the first episode where it was very Dick Van Dyke show. The second episode was very Bewitched and, and kind of that era, early Bewitched before it became in color. And now this episode was very much Brady Bunch, very much Partridge Family. Uh, mm -hmm. Very much those seventy, you know, early 70s uh, Technicolor sitcoms. And, uh, you know, I've been enjoying that ride of just kind of the nostalgia uh, and appreciating that. But, yes, in yeah, each episode, there have been these little, uh, these little quirks, these little hints that something's not quite right. And that's kind of what I've been riding on. I'm not looking at this and taking this show at face value. I'm saying they're illustrating a point here that something is very wrong in Wanda's life or Wanda's mind or whatever it may be. And we finally got a hint of that towards the end of uh, this episode number three. This is where it's turned. This is where we've, without spoiling too much, this is where we've now gotten a glimpse of the quote unquote real world outside mm -hmm. of this TV sitcom world that we've had for the f majority of the first three episodes. Yeah. Um, I think people are expecting us to kind of, people who are watching the show have watched the episode. Okay. Okay. Feel free. Let's spoil. So can I say some thoughts I had though, real quick? Because obviously you guys know I didn't love the first two episodes, uh, I didn't love, I did not, I still don't love it. Um, I'll be honest, I, I don't love it. Um, the beginning intro did make me smile a little bit because I was like, oh, this is like Partridge Family. Like the come on, get happy. Like I did recognize that and my and the nostalgia factor in that way for the first time uh, of this WandaVision show. Um, I still honestly feel like if it was a bingeable show, I'd feel differently, but as a week to week, sitcom it doesn't read as well as if you had binged all of it at once just in my opinion but i have a question do y'all think we're gonna see a quicksilver in one in one of these next few episodes and when i said hmm. a i mean 
one of the two different people who have played Quicksilver because there are rumors that it may be Evan Peters. And I will be stoked because that will be the first uh, Fox X-Men cameo in a Marvel MCU. Mixing universes. That would be so weird, though. It would be really weird, but we already know that... We already know we're getting kind of a mixed universe thing with, well, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse, but also the next Spider-Man movie. It would be interesting if they started that with this, which has been some of the fan theorizing that we're going to get some multiverse stuff. Yeah. Um, I do. Well, who's the kid that played the Fox version of Sil- uh, Quicksilver? Evan Peters. Evan Peters. Evan, I he really was like his version of yeah. Quicksilver. Like he was so much fun to watch. Yeah. And part of the downside of it was in Age of Ultron. What's his name? Who played Kickass? Um, yeah. Who was Quicksilver? He just not only did we just didn't get enough exposure to his character to really care. Like I mean, it was yeah. sad that he died because yeah. we, we mm-hmm. did kind of collect that. Kind no, it wasn't. Well, I'm going back off of that. I, I feel like he's sad that he died because they didn't develop his character enough. Yeah, yeah but it was, it was shocking. It was like the shock value still affected us because they were building up all this stuff and we really thought Hawkeye was going to die. <laughs> well, but Ben, ben yeah. was, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, no, I, no, 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 fine. Go on. I, um, but yeah, but but again, like, didn't really care about him that much. I mean, it, like I said, it was sad that he died, but I didn't really care that much. Like, it, it progressed Wanda's character, sure. Um, and that's but, just lazy yeah. writing when you just kill off a character just to progress another character. In my okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, so, um, but they did mention Pietro, uh, her brother, her twin. Yeah. Twin? Are they twins? Twin brothers? Yeah, twins. She and, mentioned that. She said that she was a twin. Right. That's right. That's right. And uh, and then of course the 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 other girl breaks character or whatever you want to call it and says mm-hmm. he was killed by Ultron, wasn't he? And she was like, "What did you say? What did you say?" Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I am excited. They are to connect a little bit to this with the Fox universe and the Disney Marvel universe. Um, you know, they they are talking about Deadpool three bringing yep. Deadpool into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's still called Deadpool three. So it's, it's still, rated R. Yeah. So it's still a continuation of the two established Deadpool movies <laughs> that connected to the Fox X-Men universe. Yep. So, you know, nobody knows, but there's a lot of speculation about how. Oh, man, I hope well, I mean, with all the walls Deadpool breaks, I feel like you could get away with just about anything. I feel like yeah. that's the place where you could really get away with it. You know, mm-hmm. really. Without going to have Mickey Mouse in his movie. It's going to happen. I want to see Spider-Man and Deadpool in a movie in some capacity. Um, I think it would be really funny if Deadpool was first in another movie in Marvel, just as a brief cameo. And the whole time he is trying to find the perfect time to use the one allowed F-bomb in the, uh, in the show. And right when he's about to say it, the credits roll. <laughs> Hey, I just want to throw this in there real quick. Mike Emke, who is pretty plugged into all this stuff, mm-hmm. no, I do not expect to see Quicksilver in season one. And then, of course, we threw out. We did talk about Sword last week. So I still think that's in there. Let me throw this out here real quick. It's a little bit more from the rap article today. Um, the the rap caught up with the WandaVision showrunner Jack Schaefer, Jock Schaefer Monday, and while she was light on details. She did promise that they will start to answer some of the many burning question fans have about the trippy sitcom-inspired series. Here's a direct quote. We will need to start answering some questions and clarifying what's going on, she admits. 
I don't want to spoil it, but there are answers to be had in the upcoming episodes. And here's the next paragraph. Didn't they say that about episode three, though? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I don't like that. No, they said episode three was where it was going to get crazy. I don't Start think it did that. Yeah. Things start to crumble at the end of episode three, particularly near the end when Geraldine, played by Tiona Paris, who we all know is really Monica Rambeau, starts mm -hmm. asking Wanda questions about her brother Pietro. Specifically, she brings up the fact that he was killed by the Ultron. After briefly having a mind look a mild-looking breakdown, Wanda somehow forcibly ejects Geraldine from where she was at. And where does she end up? She's in like a military researcher. Like a shield type. Yeah. But like right outside, right outside a sign for the town. Um, yeah. which I can't remember the name of the town. Yeah. But there was also like a, um, like a Truman show almost yeah. style, yeah. like yeah. dome, like projection dome mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that was interesting. Which I love the Truman show, by the well, way. I wonder if that means the next episode is going to kind of. Or one of the episodes is going to take Maybe. that kind of turn. Um, I should know this. How many episodes are in this season? Is it eight? I think it's eight. Okay. Mm. We're going to be on like season five of this show, and they're going to be telling us, but just wait till the next episode. Then they're really going to tell you what's happening. Well, here's the thing. There, there are two, it, with multiple seasons, we, we risk two big mistakes they can make. One would be to do what Danae just said and like not give answers and keep trying to keep stretch th stretching things out until it's not interesting yeah. anymore. Um, two would be to have it, the whole thing be about this mystery, like what happened with Wayward Pines. And then we learn that around the end of season one, and then there's nowhere to go afterwards. Um, so hopefully they can strike a good balance where like they wrap up this mystery or whatever. There's a big, there's there's a contained story for each season with also continuation. Oh, nine episodes. Nine episodes. Right. I was just, we're gonna run out of decades. I was gonna say, it looks like nine. Yeah, mm. like, I can't wait to watch that. 80s, 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 90s, 80s, 90s, 80s, 90s, 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 
is forcing some mental stress on her. I, I, and it looks like the latter to me. Yeah, like somebody on the outside is, has some control. Because remember the voice on the radio saying, who's doing this to you, Wanda? True. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe she's doing most of it, and they're just trying to keep it contained so she doesn't destroy the whole world. I think, it's, I, think I think it's that what you just said. Like, that's my biggest suspicion because we heard um, Agnes and his, and Herbert outside in this episode, and Agnes was trying to keep everything calm and like, no, let's just play along with all of this. And I think it's because they're trying to keep Wanda in her safe space so she doesn't mm -hmm. go nuts. Um, I might be basing this on my experience dealing with uh, toddlers with tantrums, but <laughs> hey, it works. No, it doesn't. Like, but, but that's the whole thing of like trying to keep things calm and quiet. Um, I guess Brad thinks that that um, Danae is Megan, like mm -hmm. in the view, in the view, you are Megan McCain, and he's enjoying watching the, the expressions on your face, Miss McCain. <laughs> I'm Megan. Okay, I'm not Megan McCain. We've already discussed this. If this is the view, I am the table. So the table is never silent. Yeah, the table always has something to say. Yeah, the table is always silent. Tired of oh, people putting chewing gum on his belly. So Brad was asking this question about my Tumblr earlier. More important um, questions. Yeah. This it's is important. way more important than WandaVision, you guys. This is very important. Tudor's Biscuit World is a chain of wonderful breakfast foods in West Virginia. Um, and it's it's a piece of home that my sister brought back for my I'm birthday. assuming they sell biscuits as well. They sell amazing freshly baked biscuits. And you can, get, you can get a biscuit with sausage. You can get... Fried apples, biscuit. yeah, with egg. again cheese and bacon. There's so oh, many. Pepperoni and cheese. All right. Yeah, they have the best biscuits you will ever find anywhere in the world. <laughs> oh, but Tudor's Biscuit World is so much better. Yeah, but the locals, the locals call it Tudor's. If you're going to shorten the name, you don't call it Biscuit World. You just call it Tudor's. I do have one question for you. Now guys. you know. Moving on. Uh, non non biscuits, although biscuits perhaps are more interesting than the first two episodes of this series. But that being said, no, don't get in the car now. Oh, no, he's going to drive and get some Biscuitville. Brad is saying that. <laughs> there you go. Drive up to Virginia. Just ask anybody for directions. They can tell you where the nearest Tudors is. Okay. So towards okay. the end of episode three of WandaVision, the one thing that was... <laughs> what's Back to Wiccan and Speed. Exactly. Speed, yep. So, uh, um, towards the thing that's interesting from a writer's perspective, that Vision is outside talking to some characters. Unbeknownst to Wanda, they're having a conversation which she is unaware of, which leads me to believe this is not just a dream that Wanda is having because there are things in conversations that are happening independent of Wanda. Mm -hmm. yeah. which, what is this Vision character? Is Vision actually back? That's that, that's what I'm most interested in. Is it, has he come back? I don't think so. Oh, really? No. I mean, I, no, nobody's actually dead in the comic book universe. Yes, true, yeah. but I don't think I don't think he is alive still. I think it's a. But what is this then? Who is this person? Who is this consciousness that is within this world? She's that created is him. Huh? She's created, in, she's created him as in her in her abilities and in yeah. her brain she has created a world because she is coping and not able to deal with his death that's my thoughts but i think he because he's an ai his consciousness was somehow like uploaded somewhere or something that's what i um, think and wanda somehow 
controlling things too with a de with a degree of madness and they're trying to keep things as under control as possible to help them both an lmd an lmd that's valid Wait. that's a valid can somebody explain that to those of us who might be drinking too much of bradley's kool-aid right now life model decoy it's uh, an in-universe. If you ever watched Agents of oh. S.H.I.E.L.D., you know what we were talking about, Jim. Right. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. That's what Colson is. It's been is. so long since I, yeah. It's uh, been a hot minute. No, they're essentially, uh, they're essentially androids. Life, very lifelike androids that uh, completely uh, copy the person that they're based on. So they're, they're uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, indistinguishable from the person that they're based on. But if he's an android to begin with. Solid point. And then you make another one that's an exact copy. Isn't that just okay, this just sounds like Battlestar Galactica now. Which is awesome! There's 12 <laughs> boomers. <laughs> oh, don't ruin it, don't ruin it. For, I don't know, for anybody who hasn't seen it. For anybody who hasn't seen a 20-year-old TV show. Uh, that's, I'm sorry, anybody who's like, you can't spoil a show that's 20 years old, no. That's, that's like the people no, saying, oh, oh, stop spoiling the crown. Don't, wanna, don't spoil what happens to Princess Diana, guys. Or don't spoil Harry Potter. All right. Have I'm, we, talking to, I'm talking to you, Luke. I'm talking to you. Okay. We should no. We should avoid spoiling Harry Potter because there are still I, there are still people who have not read all the books or seen all the there movies. There's some people out there who are pastors' kids who haven't had the chance to read it yet. For the record, and there's Luke. Yeah, Luke. Cheeseman on the couch is off the couch tonight, but Derek and Laura, his lovely wife, are providing a screening series for Luke to go through. Um, I have somebody calling me from Mexico. You guys can talk amongst yourself. I have to answer this. This is weird. Okay. But yeah, Laura and I are, hey, I'm going to take Jim out of the feed for a minute. It's his um, drug shipment. I guess. Yeah, we've I been watching all the movies with Luke. If Luke has seen up through Half-Blood Prince so far. <laughs> um, and on that note, Danae and I. Yeah, that's your favorite movie. What, Half-Blood Prince? Yeah. I mean, it's good. Um, it's got the worst line of dialogue in the whole series of films. Yeah, that one. But, okay, as, about spoilers, though, Danae and I, on Friday night, with um, with my wife, Laura, and another couple, and another couple, we all got together and watched The Sixth Sense. They're all because, in our pod. It's been, we've been very yes. careful, BT-Dub, COVID yes, safe. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. um, but we got together and watched The Sixth Sense because one of those friends had never seen it before and did not know how it ended. How did she and respond? How did she respond? I'm assuming like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way you can respond to the ending of Sixth Sense is. All right. He died. And then, like, she spent the rest of the night after we'd all left. She she was still saying, "I'm so sad he died." I can't believe he died. Yeah, it was amazing. Hey, Michael, was awesome. a cool comment. Who is to say the Shuri did not make a backup of Vision's program during Infinity War, and she made maybe she can make a new body. You know, this is Wakanda. Wakanda is here, guys. They got yeah, yeah they got good technology, and Shuri it would surprise me if Shuri awesome. did that. Shuri is yeah. great. I, I don't. Okay, I am one who does not, and I know that Katie is a big one that she believes. Wait, wait a second. Brad says, Jim was that like a lifeline or phone a friend who wants to be a millionaire who gave you the answer. Jim, I don't know what Brad's comment means. Brad, it was Darian. He was calling from Mexico. Darian. I thought it was a shipment of aspirin coming in for you. Oh, yeah. From Mexico. Um, but the, I know Katie is, I, and I, I appreciate this about Katie. She is 
a, a purist that when somebody dies, they're dead. You should not belittle their death by bringing them back somehow, or that they didn't die, right, Katie? Not always, but most of the time. Um, I, I think I think yeah. in certain circumstances it's okay. I mean, I watched Supernatural for the entire time, and Dead was not dead. They um, died twenty but, times. But but it was a show where they like spent a bunch of time encountering ghosts and yeah. undead. Things, you know. But when it comes to ending a franchise, I do believe that you have to have a, you have to have stakes. And I think if everybody is still alive, there's no stakes. Mm -hmm. I had a steak yeah. for dinner. I am of the exact opposite opinion. I hate steaks. I hate high stakes. I grew up you reading- You must really not like vampires. You're a writer. <laughs> I, I know. I think a writer, a good writer, can write his way out of anything. I grew up reading comic or books her. my whole my whole life, or her. I grew up reading everybody. I grew up reading comic books my entire life. Nobody's ever dead, ever, ever dead. For example, I remember I used to, when I first saw this when I was reading the Micronox comic, when one of my favorite characters, Marionette, she's the princess of, of the home world, and Baron Carzer comes out and zaps her and reduces her to atoms. He basically dissolves her. Ah, uh -uh, but there's this thing called the microverse where you're reduced to atoms and you dissolve and you go into another unit. Derek's falling asleep. We have to move on. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. Nerd. I just think sometimes things have to have a definite end and dying, having yeah. a character die completely is how you completely end something. Paul Bettany's yeah. not gone. Vision is not gone. He's going to be there. Computers never die. People die. Computers programs don't. That's why we're going to be taking over, guys. All right. Are, have we exhausted WandaVision? Do we? Yes. Are, yes. I'm quite exhausted. I'm exhausted. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. And you now, already know I am. I just fell asleep on camera. I know. So, and you're the one that likes it. <laughs> no, I was just doing that to Jim because he kept going on about. Oh, anyway. Guys, WandaVision is going to get fantastic. I agree with everybody that it's been a slow slog to get into it. The advertisements I've seen for the second half of the season, it's pretty amazing. It's, it turns into a giant Marvel free-for-all battle. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You go first. I'm done. Okay, I was going to say, like like the scenes from the trailer, but that reminded me of another thing I liked about this third episode is that they finally had Daydream Believer playing at the end, which was in one of the trailers, and I love yeah. that song. Yeah. It was so fun that we actually heard it, and then I was singing it the whole rest of the night because it got stuck in my head because that's what happens. Go ahead, Katie. Thank you. Well, can I say one thing? Well, I, I just think we've, we've spent a long time on this discussion, and if there's going to be a discussion every single week, it's a lot. No, nope. We're moving on, moving on. Jim is dying. we we got to get to Godzilla real soon. i got to say this. Did anyone else, and this is just me because I'm a squirmy little dude who gets squirmy really easy. Did anyone else get squirmy when it started raining during her water breaking? Oh, that was gross. No. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't watch that. I didn't like it. Uh, I thought it was a little. It's good. I didn't like okay. it. Okay. Okay, let's talk Godzilla. Godzilla! Okay, hey, we'll talk Godzilla. We'll talk Godzilla. That was my segue. Okay, let's talk Godzilla now. Jim's going to be like, we'll talk Godzilla. But first, I want to talk about yeah. this. Thing. I know. I, you know, I think I put a bunch of pictures in to share tonight, but I haven't shared any of them. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. Can we can we talk one more thing? What? I told you. You okay. just literally Ben called it. For those of you who didn't watch our show last week, <laughs> <laughs> we had a special guest. 
Mr. Bernie Sanders. This is the we we oh promised the guests we were talking politics. So this is Bernie last week. Yeah. Where did he go after that? Oh my! Oh my gosh! <laughs> that is. I gotta say, to family show, Jen. Brett, that, Jenna Jackson's very family. Anyways, yeah, that, that no, comes from Courtney. Probably disagrees with you on that. That's Courtney Brown, thirty years old. I know that. That's a Man. famous picture. That was her husband. Not you know. Anyways, so okay. anyway. Yeah, I, but the photographer wasn't. This past weekend, no, I'm not going to talk about the morality of that picture. It was funny. Bernie Sanders, Sanders mittens were there. That's Bernie Sanders. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the geek revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Listen to Weeby Geeks podcast on iTunes and Stitcher or online at WeebyGeeks.net. Weeby Geeks, your voice for the Geek Revolution. Want to know more? This weekend, the, the ultimate trailer dropped that I am so stoked about. It was Godzilla versus Kong. Dun, dun, dun. Did you guys all watch the trailer? Yeah, I did. I have not seen the full trailer yet. I was talking about that little teaser last week, and I did not get a chance to watch this trailer. All right. We would show it on the show, but we're not going to. Basically, it is. it, it did reveal some... <laughs> Um, while this may seem like just, you know, an ordinary Big Bang trailer, there is something important to glean here. They had a big reveal in this trailer. And it, for those of you who have been following it online, something was shown. I'm going to show it to you guys right here. There was a scene. So basically, there was a scene of a Ooh. city. There was a city with, with ashes and things being thrown down upon it. And then they cut to this scene of people running down a stairway in what appeared to be Godzilla throwing things down upon people. But if you look very closely at this kind of blurry image, that's not Godzilla. That you guys Mecha Godzilla? Are, I was just going to say, are you suggesting this might be Mecha Godzilla? Everybody is suggesting this might be Mecha Godzilla, who is terrorizing this city, which is hmm. kind of, because um, one of our friends over at the Popcorn um, Talk Network, um, Chauncey Robinson, remember Chauncey Katie? Do you? Yeah, well, she had a bunch Honestly, of shows. If I saw like it's, it's a lot of names. I don't remember names as well. As she people. she put out a tweet this weekend that said this, and I kind of agree with her somewhat. She goes, "You know what? I am not going to like this show if it's Godzilla versus King Kong, and they fight each other, and somebody kills the other one." She says that will not make her happy. A lot um, of people said that. What will make what what so what will make her happy and what will make a lot of people happy is that they team up and there is a third villain. There's a villain that they need to fight against, and a lot of people think it's going to be Mecha Godzilla. That would be amazing. Or the, yeah, from what I've seen, everybody's like there needs to be no winner in that in the fight of Kong versus Godzilla. Mm -hmm. like, Remember back in the fifty or they're all winners. No, no, no! Stop it! Stop it! That's <laughs> Let's give them all trophies. No, but because they, they 
this is a reboot of a movie that, I mean, a redo of a movie that happened back in, I think it was the late 60s or 70s when King Kong and Godzilla actually did fight. The Japanese version had Godzilla winning. The American version had King Kong winning. Because... That makes sense. Because <laughs> I didn't know that. That's yeah. like, well, I feel like that says more on America than it does on... No, it's not. It says more on box office numbers. It says more on movie studios who want to make a lot of money. That's yeah, but it, also, also, Japanese characters tend to be villains in movies. So. Oh, really? Yes. So here's well, the Amy, thing: you're the villain on our show. Yeah, I mean yeah. that would make sense. I mean, I am the Japanese one, so. Well, she's she's only half villain. Yeah. On our show. <laughs> But judging from the opening shots of this trailer, and if you guys have not had a chance to check out the trailer yet, go to thekonguy.com. The trailer's right there on the homepage, as it should be. It's so important. <laughs> Anyways, Mechagodzilla does not seem to be a hero. And what's cool is, like, we see this big destruction, and then we see a big tanker ship going across the ocean, and it's carrying a very important piece of cargo. It's carrying King Kong. I guess they've gone to Skull Island and they have salvaged Kong. They've gotten him because they need to fight off whatever the terror is that is coming. Everybody I've says seen this movie. He went to San Diego and he terrorized San Diego, right? <laughs> that's 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 what we're talking about. Oh. I believe you're confusing it with okay. the Lost World Jurassic Park, great Spielberg sequel. <laughs> What's interesting though? Did you guys ever see Godzilla and King Kong both have moms? <laughs> <laughs> did you see? That's there how was it's a so meme. Fighting. Yeah, there, there was a meme where Godzilla—it's the old one—and Godzilla and King Kong are fighting, and King Kong's laying on the ground. He goes, "Save Mothra!" Yes, and Godzilla's like, "Why did you say that name?" Speaking of, but, okay, I, I mean, this brings up a good point. In BVS, we basically had Superman fighting Mecha Batman. Yeah, right. I mean, that's too. Listen. But the thing that <laughs> – I haven't seen that meme. That is hilarious. I love it. But the thing that's interesting is, like, remember in the – for those of you who saw it, saw the movie, the original movie Mothra, Mothra versus uh, Godzilla, remember there were some, some some two little – these women who were, like, six inches tall. That oh, Mothra, yeah, yeah. They had a special connection to Mothra, and they helped to control Mothra. I don't remember – I have to go back and watch that movie. But this movie, it looks like there's another – a young girl who is very closely aligned with King Kong that mm. he wants to protect her. Something about her, she keeps him, She her presence keeps him calming. There's even a scene where she reaches out and touches his finger. And I don't like the types of scenes. I'm like, really? Oh, come on. But, but King Kong, like in all the old Kong movies, that was that way. Like he found some girl he liked. Mm -hmm. But, okay, in a way, he kind of fell in love with them. That's true. Making it a little girl gets creepy with me. I, I, eh, yeah. it, but you know, but it's more innocent with a little girl. Like they obviously, I mean, obviously they're not going to have Kong fall in love with a little girl, right? Yeah. He's not, not. He's not going to like kidnap her to make, like make a, her his. Like a right, parent, parental type. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. yeah, more like him feeling protective and like forming a friendship. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, but really quickly, let's look at what's leading up to this. So we had Godzilla. We had Kong Skull Island, which, which is awesome. Which I loved Kong Skull Island. Go back further. Go back 2005. We had King Kong, Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yeah, but that's I don't not think part that's of the same universe. universe. Yeah, that's I not part it of it. I thought it was part of the, um, yeah. No, because no, he dies at the end of Peter Jackson's King I know, Kong. but when they came back in the, the Samuel L. Jackson version, it was like, like a couple generations later. 
They return okay. back. I don't. I don't think it's oh, the man. same. I don't think it's. That's like trying to connect both of the Hulk movies. I just don't think it's there. I don't think so. <laughs> I think. Um, <laughs> one Go thing ahead. I noticed though was in okay in Kong Skull Island, which is the only one of this series that I have seen and that I own. John C. Riley does make a point to say, you know, oh Kong is still a baby. He's still growing. But in this trailer, Kong does not look that much bigger to me. Like, I, I feel like he hasn't grown very much. Like, he seemed about the same size, maybe give or take five feet. But that's not that's not baby to adult. That's just, like, 17-year-old yeah. to 21-year-old. And is, is this supposed to be, like, 50 years later? Yeah, because Tom Hiddleston isn't there, so it's been oh, not a while. For last, not for the last Godzilla movie. I was like, it's not 50 years since the last Godzilla movie because Millie Bobby Brown is still in it. But you meant from... Kong. Yeah, Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think so, this is 50 years later. I think it's a little bit later, but I but I get your point. Kong Skull Island is set like... It's in, in the, the 70s kind of, because it's right after the Vietnam right after War. Vietnam. Oh, yeah. that's right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And huh. that's kind of the drive for Samuel L. Jackson's character. Yeah, he's Kong like, repre um, he represents Vietnam to him and that whole war. And like yeah, that. and he's like, no, we went away and we could have won and now we've got to actually beat this. And mm -hmm. yeah. But, but Danae, to your point though, I, I kind of Kong in this trailer looks much larger than what I remember him in that movie. I I know he was big, but King, but but Godzilla, I mean he's like the size of a skyscraper. I mean he's yeah. he's taller than skyscrapers. I think Godzilla's like, I think his size is very very large. That's why they had to. You may be right, and I may be completely wrong. Well, I'm just thinking about in Kong Skull Island, Kong does catch Brie Larson at one point. Right. And she she fills up basically the palm of his hand. Yeah. And then in this in this trailer, we see him touching the little girl's finger. And I mean, granted, that little girl is probably like two to three feet shorter than Brie Larson, but it doesn't feel like the hand is like that much bigger. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? I'm getting a little too like nerdy technical here, but it, it doesn't feel like he's as big as he could be. Right. Maybe they zap him with nuclear energy, and he gets. Bigger during the movie. Oh, like that Rampage movie with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Just like that. <laughs> Rock the I Dwayne assume. Johnson. I mean, it happened with Godzilla in the most recent. <laughs> well, that was yeah, like to revive so, him. Like he I fell know. off in energy. He didn't so get I, I didn't see Godzilla King of Monsters. You didn't hear <laughs> that. I, I did it so good. To my to my shame, but I did hear like after it came out, everybody was like, "It was dark. I couldn't see anything. It was all dark and rain." And that sounds like, like every DC movie, right? And I yeah. was like, "I've already seen BVS. I don't need to see that again." Um, but I let me just say this: that trailer was dope. That trailer was off the chain or hook or whatever it was off of. It was off of it, and um, just like. King Kong picking up trees and like beating Godzilla with them and Godzilla like what was the there's the shot like Godzilla shoots his nuclear breath and like King Kong just Yoda's it like back at him like Yoda yeah. and Count Dooku like what the what I know that was bizarre to me I gotta see this trailer I it's, can't believe yeah. I, I, I really hope I get the chance get the chance to see this movie on the big screen because that yeah. is what it is made for. I vote that the con crew just we all get in our cars and we go to a drive through because that's the, like the only thing open right now in Southern California, and we oh, all just go see it in the same that's day. How that's how I saw New Mutants. I mean, yeah, see, like you get in your own car and you see it at a drive-in theater. That I bet you they'll do that. 
And there's places mm-hmm. now that you don't even have to leave your car on. Like they'll let you just listen through your phone's Wi-Fi. Uh, they have Wi-Fi there. That's what I did because I did not want to drain my Right. yeah can we just plan like a con crew outing and all of us go see it at the same time because that would be spectacular Jonathan had hey one thing i did notice about this did you get the previous two godzilla movies godzilla turned out to be benevolent he turned out to be a force of good and this entire trailer presented him as a great evil on the world that must be defeated what do you think what's going on there Godzilla represents communism. Okay. <laughs> I think it's okay. I honestly feel like they're doing that in the trailer to Smoke cause you. a stir amongst everybody with that. Um, I think it's a tactic for the press to be like, we're gonna make this everybody get so mad that they're gonna be like, Why is he this bad guy now? I mean, I've already seen the comments of people saying that. So I don't think we're seeing as much of this story as Jonathan Wilkinson makes a good comment, uh, makes a good point in the comments. He says, Alamo Draft House has theater rentals, and there happens to be an Alamo Draft House in downtown Los Angeles. We, oh, we lost Danae. But, yeah, I don't know where Danae went. But She's looking wow. that up, probably. No. I know, but that's, oh, that's such a good idea. Oh, they're indoors. I, we need an outdoor theater, though. Okay, we well, have to rent the theater for just, like, I don't know, maybe five con people. Just the five of us. There we go. Jeez, you can feel like the old uh, uh, Cisco. Been, sorry, you weren't there when we planned it, so you know. Where's Danae? Danae. Sorry, Danae, can't come. Can I say my one one thing though that I'm worried about um, with the new movie? Yes. Because I did see the last one, um, but the last movie I did not give any care for the humans in that movie. They could yeah. have all died. And it's I would all not, about big guy not here. at all. The humans yeah. were the worst part about that movie. And yeah. you didn't care if they lived because you're just like, they're stupid. Like, why did they do this? This is their own fault, all this different stuff. So I just hope that, you know, when, when you look back at movies like Transformers and other things where there's this big evil and then they throw in people to bring in a movie because you can't have a movie of just the monsters in there. In, Hollywood's eyes, right? Um, that they have a good balance of people and the monsters and that they don't take away from each other um, and that you don't hate the monsters but also hate the humans. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, And Katie, that's the life lesson here is that you should hate people and they're all terrible. I mean... <laughs> or, I mean, they could do like the 1998 Godzilla with Matthew Broderick where, you know, love that it's movie. kind of balanced. Did you really? Oh, Brie and I love that movie. I mean, at the time, I really enjoyed it. It's a garbage movie, but I love it. I own that. Glad to hear this. For all these years, I've been following a stupid crowd, and like, okay, it's not a very good. I've always liked that movie. Yes, it was fun. I was in like eighth grade or something. I mean, I I enjoyed it at the time, you know. I like it. It totally ripped off Velociraptors from Jurassic Park with all the babies. Yeah. And yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Who cares? It was oh, fun. Man. The best thing about that movie was the New Year's Eve trade, like promotion. Yes. Remember? Yeah. Yes. It's what I always think of. Yes. Do you guys remember the Taco Bell one with the Taco Bell Chihuahua, though? Yeah. Yes. I think I need a bigger box. I think I need a bigger box. All right, guys. Have we exhausted our Godzilla discussion? I can't believe that was less time than WandaVision. 
it was less time, but we're more. Oh wait, right. to, to, to Katie's point though, Katie made a very, very good point. In these Godzilla and King Kong movies so far, if there are people and human stories involved, I haven't seen them. That it's just about giant monsters duking it out. And a lot of people, and I sadly to say, myself included, sometimes say, that's all we need. It's all we need. But I do agree. You know what? The, uh, you have writers being paid millions of dollars to write these movies. Come on, let's write a character that we care if they get stepped on by Godzilla. You know? Wait, are writers getting paid that much to do these movies? I, I imagine so. <laughs> writers never get paid enough. I'm, I, I think that you know. no one... I think the issue is finding writers who could write a story without humans in it. I mean, Pixar, Pixar could probably do it, but I mean, this is not an animated. Oh my goodness! A Pixar Godzilla movie would be so. <laughs> Can you imagine Randy Newman doing the soundtrack to a Godzilla movie? <laughs> He's coming into the city. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I could hear Godzilla singing "Short People Got No Reason to Live" as he steps on. Oh yes. <laughs> That's the meme. We gotta make that meme. That's the best ever. All right. Godzilla versus Kong hits theaters at HBO Max on March 26, 2021. Get your tickets to our Alamo Draft House, Los Angeles now. Yeah. No, we can only have like eight people. Yeah. And you. Oh, the two tickets we can take cost a hundred thousand dollars a piece. Enter now to win our contest. It's only twenty bucks a ticket. All right. The more you buy, the more chance you have to win. Katie, yes. tell us a little bit about Batwoman season two. What's going on? All right. So uh, Batwoman season two started last Sunday. The second episode aired last night. Last night, right? Today's Monday. Yeah, last night. Yeah. Yes. And uh, as if you guys have followed the show or the news at all, you know that there is a new actress playing uh, Batwoman because Ruby Rose uh, resigned or came. Uh, left the show at the end of season one. And I forget her name. I'm a terrible, terrible on this. Cause I wrote an article about it and I still can't remember her name. Hold on. Who the new actress? Yeah, the new actress. I'll pull her up while you continue. Yeah. So um with the with the fact that they brought in a new actress for season two, I think the biggest question that a uh, fan had was how are they gonna do a smooth transition in only its second season? You know, usually when a, an actor leaves, it's four or five or more season episode seasons in. Um, I have to say, they did a pretty good job uh, at continuing the story for the most part. Uh, they didn't lose too many steps in in that transition, and it felt natural. And I actually think the show is a little better um, now than it was last season. That could just be because it's season two, but there's a little bit of a difference in the way it feels from when Ruby Rose portrayed it to the new actress. Uh, and I kind of like it better. Uh, she's a, thank you, Brad. I don't know how to say her name though. I don't want to say it wrong. It's Javisha Leslie. Yeah. Wow, what a beautiful name, Javisha Leslie. I know I'll probably say it wrong. So I'm not gonna try to pronounce it. Yeah, I've only seen it written. So I don't know if it's Javisha or Javisha. Yeah, so she's totally badass. And you know, she has a history that fits a bat a bat story. You know, Bruce Wayne has a dark past and then she has a dark past. And you actually realize her experience in fighting is not from, hers is from training from life experience and having to be tough. And I think that from a diverse standpoint, I'm really all aboard for it because Team Batwoman 
is completely people of color now, um, which I think is awesome. Um, and I don't think it felt like it was done on purpose or that it was done for a political statement. And I think it's awesome. Uh, wait, Nicole wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. You don't think what was done for a political purpose? Just having a completely people of color team Batwoman. I think it feels Batwoman, like- What do you mean team? Like there's a whole team about, I'm so sorry. Okay, how old, are you not familiar with DC TV shows at all, Jim? Yes, but I, I have not, I, I, I fully, full disclosure, I haven't team watched- Batwoman is the people that help Batwoman out who are in the Batcave helping her operate her day-to-day -day stuff, just like oh, Arrowhead. Just like right, Arrowhead. So, and Flash like has Flash Team Flash. Team all Flash. the people at Star Labs, yeah. Exactly. So I think that's pretty awesome. It didn't feel, it didn't feel forced is what I mean to say um, with that. And I think that it'll, it'll open a lot of, it'll make a lot of people of color uh, and, and particularly women in general feel very happy to have someone who can represent them on TV in a way that seems genuine. Mm -hmm. um, and there's only a few issues I had with it. Uh, and this, so I'm trying not to spoil it for people who haven't watched it yet. Um, but my biggest issue with it is that it feels exactly like most of the other DC TV shows. They follow a formula that is, in my opinion, getting very old. You know, there's the there's the suit reveal. There's the team behind the, the mask. There's the flashback scenes. There's the voiceovers. And the flashback scenes are just getting super annoying. Uh, they were starting to get annoying in Arrow and Flash, and there's five other shows now where they do the same thing. Um, and also when they do their crossover events, you have to watch all of the shows to catch up, and it's just becoming a lot. Um, so I kind of wish that they would take some more liberties and kind of branch off a little bit, but I don't think that they'll do that because that's what works. That's what they've been doing for 10 years now, whatever, eight years now. Um, but the only other problem I have with it is they have voiceovers uh, oh. from the past that are Batwoman or Kate Kane's Batwoman. But Ruby Rose does not voice them. Oh. It's and it doesn't even sound like Ruby Rose. They didn't find a voice actor who can mimic. But this isn't. This Batwoman is not supposedly. It's not no, I get that. No, but the voiceovers are supposed to be the ones that they had in this. The last two episodes were supposed to be Kate Kane's. Kate Kane's Batwoman. Oh. Okay. It's her. It's her. It's her reading the journal entry, and it's Kate Kane's voice. Which is what they did last season, but they hired an actress who does not sound anything. Oh, that's like not good. Pain. So it yeah. takes you very distracting, and I feel like it needed to be cut out. Been like yeah, that is not really in the crazy. show. Don't try to force it. That's the only problem I have with it. So, can I ask you a question? This was like because I would I you'd be I actually listened to a podcast all about that woman season two you know a, a few weeks back and one of the things they said was um they were concerned what was it they were concerned about it was like season one was like a hallmark for lgbt representation for Batman. Yes. were they able to seamlessly blend into season two lgbt like it's hard to say at this point well i mean um, you, you do know feel what I'm saying? Like, the lead character it would, to me, it personally would have made more sense. Just have it be the same person. We change out people with the same act. I mean, with different actors, same person all the time. But they came on with a new, whole brand new character that contained the same attributes, you know, the LGBT attributes of season one. And it, it just seemed a little bit like, we're just doing this to do this. By the way, I'm all for the representation, but like, why did, why did they change up the character? Like, why did they make it a different character? Why did they just leave the same character? 
Hey, I think it's what's best for the story and what's best for who they were able to get cast for it. I mean, in some ways it works to recast. I don't think in Batwoman it would have. It was too it was too new a show for them to completely do that what they would normally do. I I don't like it when they just recast a different actor in the same in the same character. Right. Um, for a lot of stuff. And and I we watched a little bit of season one of Batwoman. Uh we didn't we didn't go all the way through it, unfortunately. I think this uh the new actress looks badass. Like I've she seen does. the some of the she does look. She's yeah. awesome, yeah. Um and she looked good in that bad woman costume. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um but uh yeah, I like with uh listen, I love Don Cheadle in uh as War Machine in the MCU. Oh, yeah. But he was a he was a recast. Mm -hmm. uh, it was originally. Um, Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, no, 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 it was. No. Uh, Am I confused? I thought, I thought we saw Cuba in there at some point. Am I like just remembering way Terrence wrong? Howard, that was, that Terrence was Howard. Yeah, yeah. Terrence okay. Howard. Terrence I Howard. Like I, I like Terrence Howard. I love Terrence Howard, and he was great. I but I also really like Don Cheadle. Um, but I love Don Cheadle too. Yeah, that's the thing. And yeah. I love Don Cheadle as it. But I it it's kind of upsetting. If you are watching through the movies, you watch Iron Man and it's so great. And then you go on to the next movie. And I can't remember if it's an Iron Man 2 where they recast him or if it was a different movie. But I think it was Iron Man 2. They recast yeah. him. And it's just like, well, it's supposed to be the same guy, but it's Don Cheadle now. I didn't like that. I didn't like that yeah. at all. I just I don't like that. Yeah. You know why? Here's the deal. We've made all these uh, strides in representation. And that just harkens back to the day of like, and I'm going to say something that's going to sound harsh. Let's just re let's just replace one person of color with another person of color. The nobody will notice. We noticed. We noticed. <laughs> that was a bad decision. That was a bad decision, and I I didn't like that at all. We well, have that, a question from YouTube, real quick. Can I answer it real quick? Sure. Oh yeah. Wait wait. Which um, one is it? Cammy? Is it Cam? I think it's Cammy. I don't yeah. know how to say it. I apologize. This one right but, here. Uh, do you think that DC TV is trying to mimic the MCU? I think they've been trying that for a while. Uh, at least with the DC. EU, uh, they've been trying to. But the dip, the problem with the way DC goes about their movies is they have a different formula and they have a different type of movie than the MCU has. So that same formula does not work for DC as does for Marvel because they aren't willing to do the things that Marvel does. You know, they, they do the recastings, they do all this different stuff, trying to basically do the opposite, but still get the same result, in my opinion. So I think they're always trying to. Um, I think DC TV is way better than the DCEU. Uh, I think the TV has been way more successful in the sense that they are able to interlock these worlds. They're able to do a DC TV universe. I mean, they've done these ma major crossover events every single season since the Arrow and the Flash started happening. And the MCU does not, has not done that for that as, as much, so. Ben has his finger up. In yeah. addition to that, this means I would like to talk next, but I don't want to be rude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> If you watched any DC animation, that is also off the hook. That yeah. stuff yeah. is so good. And if you watch, uh, what? Did you hear what's coming? They're bringing I, back I, Batman the Animated Series. Yes, more Batman the Animated Series, which I've been going through on HBO Max and watching the original, which is so good. It's yeah. so good. I watched the original Heart of Ice where they introduced, that's where they came up with the backstory for Mr. Freeze. Like before that cartoon for children, he didn't have a backstory. And they yeah. were poignant, heartbreaking backstory for Victor yeah. Freeze. And it was incredible. And uh, also Harley Quinn. Uh, yeah, Harley Quinn is hilarious. Yeah. 
absolutely the Harley Quinn great. was invented for the animated series, but the Harley Quinn show that's that is on HBO, is, right? Is oh. HBO Max. It's adult, it is a lot of four-letter words, but it's so well written and a lot of Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk does several voices on the what? show. Alan Tudyk get a finger up. I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. Alan Tudyk on what? Alan Tudyk is on the, the Harley Quinn cartoon. He's the voice yeah. of the Joker oh. and he's the voice of Clayface, who's oh. like this washed up actor. And it's hysterical. Anyway, I need to watch I was just going to throw out there. I, um, I'm a nanny and a family I used to nanny for. I had a three-year-old who went through like a Star Wars phase and then a Batman phase. And he was watching original animated Batman. And this was just a couple of years ago. But um, we watched an episode with the Joker. And I pointed out the Joker. And I was like, hey. Like I double checked on IMDb first. But I was like, hey, you know, that's Luke Skywalker is the Joker. Because it was Mark Hamill voicing him, and it was it was hilarious watching this like three year old just kind of like sit in his living room floor, like his whole universe just imploded at the thought that <laughs> I, I think I broke his brain when I said that. Um, anyways, Mark Hamill is my favorite Joker, and he's awesome, and I I love the animated series. That was the whole point of that. <laughs> to take nothing away from Mark Hamill's Joker, because I love I love Mark Hamill's Joker. But Alan Tudyk does a pretty good job at Joker. I gotta look. I wanna check that out. I wanna check that out. Alan I don't like Harley Tudyk, Quinn, but I'm gonna have to check that out. Alan Tudyk is good in anything he's in. By the way, he did let out that um, KS K9. What's the name of his robot that was in Rogue One? K oh, okay, I remember. So. What was it? K2SO. K2SO yes. will not be part of the first season of the Andor series, which is coming. First. First season. The first season. He's a key word there. Yes, the um, first season. So it's Disney. They know they got us by the throat. They're like, you're gonna get five seasons of this, whether you want it or not. It's happening, and you're gonna watch them. Hey, Katie, um, Katie we're only two episodes into yes. the season, right? Yes, correct. What What do you think so far? Huh? What, what What's your opinion? Like you. By the way, if you guys want to know Katie's opinion, go to that hashtag show.com and check out. She did a really cool review of the uh, episode two. I'll be, doing, I'll be doing them for the other episodes too, but that's the only one I started on episode two. Cool. Uh, so it's a review, uh, but I, st I, I in the article, I do say from this point on, there are spoilers. Um, there's no major spoilers. It's just some, some minor spoilers. Uh, but I'm, I'm more on board with the second season than I was with the first season. Uh, I, I, it could also be because I don't personally care for Ruby Rose as an actress. She looks awesome. She had a good look for Batwoman. Uh, but I Everybody just thinks she looks awesome. Yeah, I just don't care for her as an actress. <laughs> um, so I'm more on board with with this version of Batwoman and the story that they're telling on this one. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of female empowerment in different ways than maybe Ruby Rose portrayed. They both had female empowerment, but in different ways. Um, and I'm really excited because, as you guys know, female superheroes have never been something I I am drawn to watching because of the way they were portrayed longer ago than recent, uh, it's hard for me to be supportive of it because they're always so cheesy. And so it's really nice to see she's a badass. She is kicking butt. She is, and it's also very dark. The first season was dark, but we're actually still going into like the Batman feel of this is not a nice place to be. This is a very dark place and there is trouble around every corner. And I'm, bye Andy. Uh, and, I'm, and I, I like that. I, you know, Arrow was dark, 
but since Arrow is no longer on the air, there's not another show that's quite so dark as that. So it'll be good for that. Um, hopefully it doesn't get so dark where people get a little overwhelmed because DC yeah. movies can get a little dark that you're like, I need to go watch a comedy now because right. I'm depressed. Palette so, cleanser. Yeah. I do but, have to kind of move yeah. us on, I do have the question, Katie. Yeah. I, I'm, super, I'm super interested. How did they transition? I have two questions. Oh, just one because I forgot the second one. How did they transition? I had yeah. two of them in the second one I can't think of. No, what are you thinking they, there? I've got Bradley Kool-Aid. I've got two Bradley Kool-Aids. Yeah. Um, so how did they transition how did they end? from Ruby yeah. Rose to the new character? Um, there was a plane crash uh, mm. where the new Batwoman found the Batsuit. Uh, but they have yet to find Kate Kane's body in the TV show. So the audience assumes that she died in the crash, but you never know. They didn't actually find a body and things like that. So on one end, you have this new story about this girl who is trying to decide if she wants to take the reins as the new Batwoman. Because she doesn't, at first, she's like, I don't want to do this. This is not my cup of tea. Uh, so she's trying to find out where, where she fits in with this. At least, at least as being Batwoman until they find Kate Kane, if they do. But this mimicked off of Bruce Wayne went missing before Batwoman to first season right. So it kind of echoes off of that. So in a way, it kind of worked. And um, some people didn't like the way that they wrote off uh, Ruby Rose's character. Uh, I thought that I didn't have any problems with it. Uh, it felt it felt natural. It felt like, okay, you know what? Maybe they're leaving it open-ended in case later on she comes back. Uh, sometimes I don't, you know, sometimes I don't like that, but in this case, I was still okay with it. So. Ben, Chris here is the star of the show. Thanks. <laughs> a Luke. bit of brown sugar there for you. On the side note, fans who like Batwoman, I, I didn't read the comics, but there are certain things that you did see. This is a spoiler alert for anybody who has not seen it. Um, I did not say this in my article, but in the first episode, we finally see the Batmobile. We did not see a Batmobile last last mm. year. We saw the Batmobile, uh, and then in the second episode, Batwoman actually uses a gun. Hmm. So <laughs> look at that. Hey, Katie, can I ask you real quick? By the way, Be Brad said I'll base my decision on Batwoman based on what Megan the Table thinks. Megan the Table, why do you, that's you? He probably uh, hasn't seen it. I don't think Danae's seen it. Danae, have you I watched it? Yeah, I, I haven't watched say. Batwoman. I'm yeah. not. I haven't watched a DC like TV show since Smallville was on. If what? I'm being honest. Somebody save me. By the way, he made yeah. him in the crossover event last year. Yes. Uh, He's one of my favorite Supermen. I've heard they, they they did announce. I don't know if they officially announced it, but I've heard that because of COVID, there will not be the big crossover event this year. That doesn't surprise me. Also, the bat. You, you're, you're mentioning the Batmobile. That woman oh. she has. The, is it Batman's Batmobile, or is there yes. another Batmobile? It's it's supposed to be Bruce's Batmobile. Um, is, it, is, it new, is it a new design, or is it one of the ones that we've seen before? As far as I know, it's a new design. It looked like a normal car, basically. Um, but it was introduced in episode one when Tommy Elliot, aka Hush, was in the episode. Um, <laughs> And Tommy Elliot, obviously, he finds his way into the Batcave. It's a whole long thing. He finds his way into the Batcave. He looks like Bruce Wayne. That's how he gets in. And he <laughs> finds the Batmobile and takes it for a spin. And that's how you first see the Batmobile. 
uh, Team Batwoman didn't even know about it. Luke Luke Fox did not even know about the Batmobile at that point. And that's when he first finds out about it. Uh, so last year, she used a uh, motorcycle. I remember. I, I saw that. I did yeah. not watch the show regularly, but I saw mm -hmm. her in a motorcycle. Yeah, she had a motorcycle last year. Motorcycle is a little bit hotter than the Batmobile. I'm just going to tell you. Yeah, no, I mean it, it is. I, Everybody looks sexier on a motorcycle. But, yeah. but, um, but you did. I, I have one on my dating profile. I've never ridden one. Yeah, that's why I said they did bring in some new new stuff into the seasons that we didn't have last season that are keeping people interested. Like, oh, there's finally the Batmobile, and there's you know finally you know we're seeing Batwoman use a gun and all this other stuff that people were like, where was that last year? So, Brad has a comment from Ben. Damn it. I was going to ask if Ben's chest hair got an Ogilvy perm. How home perm? Luke beaten. <laughs> Brown sugar. That's all for you. Hey, by the way, this is kind of cool. The crossover might use Superman and Lois as the new center of the verse. That's what I was about to ask. With Arrow, yes, that's was right. spoiler, 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 Arrow's no longer part of the Arrowverse. What is the verse? They, are they still calling it the Arrowverse on the CW now? I believe so, but I'm not sure. That's a good yeah. question. I don't know. Because did you guys see the trailer for the new season of Superman and Lois? No. No, I didn't see the trailer yet. I don't okay. like Superman, remember? Okay. It's super cool, except for it's a little bit angsty. You know, oh, it's the CW. It's a little bit angsty. CW is so, there's always angsty. There's always angsty. But Superman and Lois have two teenage boys who are trouble. So it looks like it's kind of cool. It looks like it's kind of cool. All right. Is it Dean Kane? No, it's Tyler. Is it Tyler Hoffman? Yes, yeah, it is. All right, guys, we've got to um, kind of wrap up. We've we've got this weird. We're going so long these days. All right, Danae, ninety minutes. Let's cut it. Yeah. Right, we gotta cut it. Yeah. Danae, did you have minute left. To, bring to us? By the way, I have pictures. Danae, <laughs> what do yeah. you have for us? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. Um, the only thing I watched. Oh. <laughs> Apparently there's this game, it's called Among Us, and I literally just downloaded it for the first time today um, because I needed to learn how to play it for my day job. And I spent like half an hour with a coworker like over Zoom playing Among Us, and it's actually really fun. I Guys, I want to do a con crew Among Us game, just like if we could get on Zoom, play Among Us, like record our screens and do it. I think that would be amazing. It is so much fun. I'm so far behind on everything. I think I said this a few weeks ago that I watched I watched The Punisher on Netflix for the first time at the end of last year. So that's just kind of where I am on all of it. Just rolling in six months late with Starbucks playing Among Us. Oh, there's no, no reason. By the way, there's no reason to apologize because you're talking about how late you are to Among Us. When you, when the 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 texts were going around today, I was like, "What in the world are these people talking about? I've never heard of this in my life." Yeah, I've seen so people talk about it. I I don't know how played. you haven't heard of it. Sure. It's literally it won two games in the in the video game awards. It won wow, two Uncle Brad. Brad, Brad Killjoy. My nephew was playing Among Us, and I had to take his phone away from him last night. Not even kidding. I've never even heard of it. It's, it it's cool. addictive. I've played it a few times and it's um, basically, if anybody hasn't heard, um, it's you're a bunch of these spacemen in these adorable little multicolored suits on a spaceship. You are. Yeah, there they are. You're each given tasks to go out and get done. But 
one, maybe two or three people are an imposter and the imposter is out there to kill everybody else on the crew. And um, every so often you get to vote on, it's very similar to like Mafia or One Night Werewolf where every so often you vote on who you think the imposter is. And if you can expel the imposter before they kill everybody, you win. If the imposter kills everybody, the imposter wins. But it or is- you could expel innocent people. And I have done that. I was the imposter once and I was like, everybody was like coming at me and I'm like, I am, no, this person is sus. Like this is, I saw them, da, da, da. they were just standing around doing nothing. And it was really, really sus. And I got, I got them killed. Orange is kind of sus. To, I'm sorry. You can choose to play with a group of friends. Yes. You can play. Online. You can also play with online People. Complete strangers, which I guess is how the world works today. I don't, I don't like playing with strangers. It's not as fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, yeah, I really think we need to have a con crew among us tonight. It would, Agreed. it would be spectacular. Yeah, that great. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Katie, Katie, and and Danae, get us on a Twitch playing stream where we can do it because that's where yeah, we should. Katie, play. get us on a Twitch playing screen. Yeah, Katie, you know what that is. Maybe I'll finally <laughs> learn what sus means. <laughs> okay, sus real quick. Suspect. Real. Oh. We are about to finish, guys. I just wanted to show you one thing that was really cool from Sideshow Collectibles today. Look at this. This is the new Dark Trooper oh. being released Ooh. by Sideshow. That's what kidnapped Baby Yoda. Yes. And look. Okay, but those things were awesome looking. They were terrifying. Yeah, they were terrifying. terrifying. They have improved the Stormtroopers now. They're Death Troopers. You know why? There's no longer people in them. They are completely mechanical. They don't have any emotions. They have no fear. And only only, only Luke Skywalker can stop them. <laughs> somehow they didn't work. They're better shots, too. They're going to need a Terminator. Yeah. yeah. They, went, they went back to real people, though, in the next 20 years after that, though. Yeah, I know. Obviously. So. I know. So something Obviously, happens to them. It didn't work that well. Oh, maybe yeah. we'll this is At true. some point, something's going to go wrong. Real quick, Brad wanted, Brad is on the East Coast. He is there. He's been there for the holidays. He's been with family. And he dug up some very cool, nostalgic games from the past. Look at this. The Dagobah actual uh, play set from The Empire Strikes Back. This is from back in the early 80s. That's so cool. Here's it's in a brown box. That's how old it is. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that price tag. Dukes, oh, of Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. Busters. This is a show that's kind of been, you know, it, it is what it is. It, 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 Listen, it, they're just some good old boys. Yeah, it has Clark Kent's dad in it, right? There's a Confederate flag on there, which it, it is very, it's, it can be considered very offensive. But you know what? I love the Dukes of Hazards every night of Friday night at 8 o'clock. But here's what's cool. Look at this. Coleco vision. No way. Oh, wow. Holy snokes. Oh, How old is Brad? Partridge included. <laughs> How old is Brad? Shut up, Derek. I had one of these. <laughs> but look at this. There is Kerplunk. Oh, that's like OG I love that game. I used to Oh, play do you guys remember that game? Yeah. It's, it's still around. Yeah. With just what? like POC kids on the box yeah. instead of white ones. And yeah. one more. Masters of the Universe Point Dread and Talon Fighter. Oh, dang. 
for those of you who don't know, Brett is a giant Masters of the Universe fan. If you go on Netflix, there's a very cool documentary about the Masters of the Universe toys. You guys should check it out. I think we've kind of come to the end of our show tonight. All right. We've absolutely come to the end of our yeah. show, Jim. We have ended for an hour 35. Yeah. That's well, long enough. <laughs> Derek, the old man over on the couch, is like, Stop this yeah. show before I stop it for you. All right, guys. I'm old now. I just had the birthday that made me old. I'll, I'll say it was that. Um, You're 60? <laughs> no, I turned 37. I guess it's not that old, but still, it feels like it's me. What's making me tired are the three kids that only just stopped screaming five minutes ago. I've got. I've been. I've been going, looking to the side at the baby monitor here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be 37 in August. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried Stop about it. By Tolkien's standard, you've only just become an adult. That's true. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much. This has been such a joy tonight. We've had a, a good time because tonight was not like we've got one giant topic we're gonna talk about. We just had fun tonight. The news of the week. Every one of you guys have been so fun. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Con Guys show tonight. Let me check the comments real quick to make sure that it's all. Wait. We're, no, we're good, Jim. Trust me. They're I'm an 80s kid. Our family home is like an 80s museum. I love it. By the way, Brad, Great. thank you so much for tuning in tonight and, sh- and, sh- and shooting those um, those pictures over of those treasures that you found in your house. Guys, you can find me at the scare. Why does it say the scare guy? All night I've been the scare guy. I am the con You can find me at James D. Fry on Instagram or Jim Fry LA on Twitter. Let's go. Derek is off of, in, of all kind of social media, right, Derek? Pretty much. I don't have time for that crap. All right. Let's <laughs> I got kids to deal with. Danae, where can we find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at D-N-A-Y-S. All right. Katie. Uh, you can find me on all social media at what it says on here, uh, at KT underscore Christine on Twitch, as well as helping out with the con guy social media and Instagram. And I wrote a couple articles for that hashtag show for Riverdale and Batwoman. So if you guys are also curious about Riverdale, uh, I did the after show last year, but I'm not doing that this year for reasons. So check out my review of the first episode of Riverdale. And you'll be doing it all season, right, Katie? Yes, correct, yeah. And Ben, who is also doing a bunch of cool articles. Ben, take us out tonight. Hey, everybody. I am actually going to be reviewing the new Walker uh, yeah, Walker. Not yes. Walker. I haven't watched it yet. Walker. Wait, 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 wait. I got something. I got something. Katie, look, look at this. Wait, wait. Look at this new product that's out. Can you see it? Yeah, I can see it. I don't like it though. I don't like. <laughs> I like the supernatural part of it, but I'm not a big Hawaiian shirt fan. So get out of town. Before Jim shows nine more pictures on this podcast, <laughs> so many photos. Right, right, check it out, man. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at B-E-N-K-L-I-E-W-E-R. That's right. It's me, old buddy Ben Cleaver. And uh, you know why I'm always drinking out of this red cup? Because whenever Ben Cleaver shows up, it's always a party. Woo! (laughs) You should make that joke more often. (laughs) It's my sign-off. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in with us tonight. Thank you, Ben, for closing us out. Guys. Have an awesome week. Remember, we love everybody. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, 
which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.